0: Hi, this is Mark Rabin. Welcome to episode 250 of Lean Blog Audio. This is a post from February 5th, 2018, titled, Lean Can Be Very Fragile, Especially With Executive Changes. This is true in manufacturing or in healthcare. Lean can be very fragile. History shows that lean can fall apart, even in an organization that is years into a quote-unquote lean journey. Lean can fall apart even if there had been a history of strong CEO involvement and leadership. So how is this possible? What well, often happens when a new CEO is brought in from the outside? In the case of the manufacturing company Wiremold, it happened when they were acquired by a French company, Legrand As an aside, the team that coined the term lean production almost used the term fragile, as I blogged about a few years ago, and, and you can find links to everything I mentioned uh, in today's episode, by going to leanblog.org/audio250. Back in 2007, Professor Bob Miliani joined me for episode 30 of my original Lean Blog Interviews podcast, which is now uh, approaching 300 episodes. You can find that episode by going to leanblog.org/30 or you can go to leanpodcast.org if you'd like to get information about subscribing. In the podcast, Emiliani told the updated Wiremold story, which included uh, the fall of Lean, if you will. Um, It was uh, from the second edition of his book, Better Thinking, Better Results, which was originally uh, a case study of uh, what Emiliani described as an enterprise-wide Lean transformation wire mold for years was considered one of uh, the great lean manufacturing case studies out there. You know, as you listen um, to Emiliani's podcast or as you read the transcript, I've posted a transcript on the blog. If you go to leanblog.org audio 250, maybe think about how even the best so-called lean healthcare scenario could be undone by new leadership. As I, I blogged about uh, a couple of years ago, Has happened many other times in recent years. you know, For example, ThetaCare's lean approach survived the first CEO transition from Dr. John Toussaint to Dr. Dean Gruner. Um, you can read about this. I've posted uh, in the comments on the blog post uh, an excerpt from Toussaint's book On The Mend that talked about the very intentional CEO succession planning that they went through. So is ThetaCare surviving the second CEO transition? Um, I did a podcast with Dean Gruner after his retirement where he talks about the succession planning that he led. Um, I've summarized some of those comments in uh, <clears throat> the comments to uh, the blog post, and you can um, find uh, the podcast with Dr. Gruner by going to leanblog.org slash 286. If you have worked at a hospital that laid off their internal lean team or Otherwise killed their lean program I'd like to hear your story if you're willing to share it you can contact me through uh, the contact section on my blog um, if you'd like to share a story you can email me mark at leanblog.org um, I can keep your story anonymous uh, if need be um, but you know I know there are a lot of organizations out there unfortunately that have ended um, their their formal lean program and you know you can um, I think get a lot out of uh, the, the podcast with Emiliani. So I'm going to share um, just a few highlights. You know, Bob, and you can hear it again in his own words by going to leanblog.org slash uh, 30. Bob said that he wrote that Legrand Management did not buy Wiremold mold because it was lean. They did not have any real interest in wire mold's lean capabilities or the management team's skills as lean practitioners. He said it was unrealistic to expect Legrand's senior management to recognize the value of Wired Mold's uh, lean management system. Bob also said that uh, changes in company ownership or top leadership are a huge discontinuity that is almost always fatal to lean. When company owners or top leaders change, the management system quickly reverts to the old ways of leading and managing the business. Bob thought the same might happen at Wire Mold, and it did. Bob says lean requires constant attention, maintenance, and improvement to keep it alive and healthy. He also added when the top leaders who have an interest in keeping lean alive leave the company and are replaced by leaders who don't have the same interest, then lean dies. Another lesson learned, Bob said, is that lean doesn't stick by itself. Even after 10 or 20 years of effort, if new executives one day come into the company with other interests, so it's a, a sad tale. Um, from Wiremold, it's a sad tale when similar things happen in healthcare. Um, from the comments on the post, again you can go to leanblog.org/audio250. John Toussaint wrote about this in his book *On the Mend*. Um, it said succession planning, which has always been high on John's agenda, now moved to the top. Preparing for a smooth transition is vital work for any business, but it is critical for lean organizations since so few experienced leaders know lean. At ThetaCare, we spent years building this nascent lean organization and knew that an autocratic outsider with a different agenda could destroy it in minutes. It was still a stretch for some people to take responsibility for their own work environment, and it would have been a relief for them to fall back into the old ways, waiting for orders and keeping their heads down. But John was thinking about those at ThetaCare who had eagerly adopted lean, put themselves on the line, and applied their talents toward making real change. This group, growing in number, believed in the power of lean, and John could not let them down. ThetaCare needed to find a lean CEO, someone who embraced the principles and would use them to formulate ThetaCare's strategy. At the time, there were no lean healthcare systems to poach for leadership. But looking at a senior executive team, John counted a number of individuals with enthusiasm and fresh energy. He quietly asked who among those wanted to be CEO, and a few hands went up. This was the beginning of a two-year plan-do-study-adjust cycle focused on succession, in which John studied the issue of lean leadership, created individualized training programs, and personally mentored the CEO candidates. He expanded their portfolios and watched them carefully on gimbal walks. Due to confidentiality and personnel concerns, we'll be vague about the candidates. Still, the experience was instructive and should underline the importance of leadership transitions in a lean environment. Ultimately, John's goal was to present at least two internal CEO candidates to the board of directors who were well-qualified, hungry for the job, and committed to lean. If he failed, his legacy would probably be an almost lean organization, where the idea of continuous improvement had come briefly to life, but then sputtered and died, leaving people reluctant to put energy into the next initiative. If he succeeded, the board would have a wealth of good choices and a leader prepared to advance the lean initiative into its second generation. So that's the excerpt from Toussaint's book. I'll add that uh, this time when Gruner retired, Fedacare's board selected an outsider as CEO. This outsider praised Fedacare's quote-unquote lean Six Sigma approach, which means he either misspoke or didn't know much about thetacare's approach because Six Sigma was never part of the Theta Care methodology. I asked Dean about succession planning uh, in uh, that podcast, episode 286. Again, you can find it at leanblog.org slash 286. Gruner said he had a very formal process um, for planning for his succession, but he was not on the search committee, which Gruner said was a little strange. But he said it was a great search committee with a former board chairman who knew the organization well. Even though they had... Uh, what Gruner called some very strong internal candidates, the outside candidate was deemed better. Gruner said, I can see why they chose him. He came from a larger market with great experience. Why would he come to a smaller market? Well, he had been following ThetaCare for eight to 10 years, and that was one of the few jobs he would leave for, Gruner said. And it was a chance to be a system CEO instead of a regional CEO. uh, Gruner said the new CEO is, uh, quote, very familiar with lean, uh, in Ohio, I learned they call it Lean Six Sigma. Uh, I, I would disagree that Lean and Lean Six Sigma are one and the same. Um, but Gruner said that the new CEO is a huge supporter of improvement. And working with people, Dean thinks he'll do well. So time will tell. I hope things are going well at ThetaCare and that Lean doesn't prove to be fragile there as it had been at Wiremold.